Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Nick Pope with us. Worked for the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense for 21 years. And for much of the early times in the 90s, he has uh, posted into a division where his duties included researching and investigating the UFO situation to access whether there was any evidence of any threat to the defense of the United Kingdom. And Nick took early retirement from the area in 2006. He now lives here in the United States where he works as a broadcast journalist specializing in stories on UFOs, the unexplained conspiracy theories, attends many events that uh, I've attended. He's a noted author as well. Some of his books include Encounter in Rendlesham Forest, Blood Brothers, Open Skies, Open Minds, DVDs, uh, Aliens at the Pentagon, and Indistinguishable from Magic. Nick, welcome back. Good to have you. Yeah, great to be back on. I am hearing the strangest story about the COVID relief bill and that there are UFO things included in the bill. I thought we'd turn to you. You're the guy who knows this stuff. What's going on? Well, this is a really weird and complex story, and uh, if, if you'll, a few twists and turns in it, so let me rewind a little. We shall indulge you. Go ahead. Back in June last year, the Senate Intelligence Committee decided enough was enough. They wanted some answers about UFOs. So they put into the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 a request that Director of National Intelligence work up a report on UFOs in consultation with the Secretary of Defense. Now, that was supposed to be delivered within 180 days of the bill being enacted. But what then happened was, as I say, all these legislative twists and turns. Firstly, it went into the National Defense Authorization Act. And latterly, what happened was the Intelligence Authorization Act got swept up into the COVID-19 relief bill. And so that's why the UFO uh, material is in this. That's bizarre. How much money is in there? Do you know? Well, I, I mean, the money for COVID is, is, is like, uh, you know, it's billions. Billions. But, but there's, I mean, there's no specific money for UFOs. But what there is, is this requirement that Director of National Intelligence basically does a number of different things. And this was all, this was all articulated in the Intelligence Authorization Act. And um, it's been triggered by enactment of the the COVID bill, which was signed and became law on, well, let me see, December 27th. So the clock's ticking. That's the point. And I think it's June 25th is the latest day on which this report must be delivered. And what this report is going to have to do is, first of all, answer the question that the Intelligence Committee asked, which is, who in government is doing this? Because they, they complained that so many different parts of the government, mm-hmm. the military, and the intelligence community were into this, but nobody was drawing it all together, and that's what they want. Will we see the report? We will see. Uh, it, it says there must be, the report must be unclassified. So that is something that can and, and will, I think, be released. But... It goes on to say 
Uh, it may have a classified annex. So the bad news is that I think the front end of this report, the unclassified bit, could be quite short, very bland, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. You know where I'm going with this. All yep. the good stuff, it's going to be classified, and we won't get to see that. Blacked out and everything else. Now, what agency or who might be responsible for putting the report together? Well, that's interesting. Director of National Intelligence has been given the lead. And I guess that's just simply because it's the Senate Intelligence Committee who were driving this, although the Armed Services Committee is involved too. Uh, so DNI has the lead, and he's, he's been told when he does this, that he must liaise with uh, the Secretary of Defense and all other heads of agencies as jointly deemed necessary. Now, that's definitely going to include the FBI director, because the FBI Mm -hmm. is specifically mentioned in there, but it, it may sweep up all sorts of other people in government. This, as I say, was one of the big complaints that the the intelligence committee had that this is so fragmented in government even they couldn't figure out exactly who was doing exactly what might they have a spokesperson as well like a nick pope who will go public with whatever the report might show assuming they're going to talk about it well again that's an interesting point they have been asked to nominate a single official within government who will have overarching responsibility for this. Now, that's not somebody in public affairs. I mean, public affairs will still do the media side of this. This is somebody who will sit and have policy responsibility. And that's specifically gone into the wording of this. That's one of the specific deliverables that they want. Would you do it if you were appointed? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd get back in the saddle. Why, why the heck not? And at least you'd tell us the truth. My <laughs> God. Well, you know, of course, I'd have to be read in on oh, a whole bunch of new uh, programs. And uh, I don't know, George. I couldn't promise anything. <laughs> I think you would. I think you would. Would it lead to congressional hearings on UFOs? Well, now, originally... There was probably more lobbying for congressional hearings than than for this sort of report. But then I think people people said, "Well, wait a minute. You know, we've had congressional hearings before in the '60s. It, you know, it was interesting, but it didn't really deliver anything. These things tend to. I, when you get the hearings, you know better than I. Half of it's political grandstanding, and half of it is just people." kind of going down rabbit holes, right? you you know, so it it might, but in one way, I think this report that's called for by, you know, by virtue of the COVID relief bill being enacted, the report might be a better way forward here, but I wouldn't rule out congressional hearings, and certainly they'd be interesting if they do happen. Well, with uh, the appearance of President-elect Joe Biden coming in, what do you think is going to happen in that arena? Um... I have no idea what Joe Biden's view on all this is, and I I have not heard him make any public statement about it whatsoever. But what is a, a little fascinating piece of the puzzle, I think, is that, of course, the VP elect, Kamala Harris, she sits on the Intelligence Committee and on the Senate Intelligence Committee. So she, one assumes is one of the senators who has already been briefed on what's going on in government 
And it may well be that she, more than, than Joe Biden, takes the lead on this. Uh, that could be. That could be. Either one is fine with me. How about you? Yeah, as long as somebody grips it, that's the point. Now, and, and of course, the other, the other absolute unknown here is that we still have two more weeks of, of President Trump. So this that's right. still could be, if he knows something, and he's certainly hinted. I mean, you've probably seen the statements that he's made over mm-hmm. the last few months, and some of them quite provocative, quite teasing. Uh, I don't know whether it comes from genuine knowledge of this or, or whether he is just kind of giving people a line, but if he does know something, if he is the the gatekeeper of this secret, he has two weeks, and my goodness, it would be the ultimate way to cement his legacy, and here's an interesting thought, it could be the ultimate monkey wrench for the incoming Biden administration. That could be. Now, the former head of the CIA, John Brennan, has said it's presumptuous and arrogant to believe that there are no other forms of life than the ones on Earth. That's pretty dramatic. Yeah, this was an interview he he gave about two or three weeks ago, and he was asked about the U.S. Navy sightings and those three videos that everyone's seen of the jets chasing the UFOs, and he started off fairly bland and nondescript, and, oh, he started talking about weather phenomenon. And I was listening to this, and I thought, oh, yeah, he's going to very safe answer. And suddenly, at the end of it, he unpacks this phrase where he says, well, some people, of course, might say that it constitutes something which might be described as another form of life. And, and I went, what? What did he just say? Uh, that was pretty dramatic stuff. What would compel him to say that, Nick? Well, it was just a few days after this, this senior Israeli space scientist, That's right. Hayam Eshed, had made some really provocative remarks. So I'm always interested and a little bit suspicious when two people from different backgrounds at, at senior level within days of each other with no real track record of talking about this issue, suddenly come out with such provocative statements because it almost looks like a plan is coming together. I was going to say if it's a setup just to lead us in a funny different direction and they were making this up, what would the reason for that be? Well, it, it could be, I suppose as the UFO community would hope for, a prelude to disclosure. But on the other hand, if I'm being suspicious... And if I'm looking at this through the eyes of, of you know, maybe someone with, with an intelligence background, I would think maybe they're trying to distract us from something else. That's the trouble. With all these sorts of highly classified, deeply compartmentalized programs, one never knows. It's, it's the uh, archetypal hall of mirrors, isn't it? You've been at this for a long time. Have you seen the last several years as a major turning point in ufology? Absolutely no doubt about it. This this whole subject has moved from fringe to mainstream in the last three years. And I think one could say that the the uh, December 16th, 2017 article in the New York Times was 
probably the trigger point for that. But since that, revelation after revelation after revelation on this. And, and I mean, so many developments. Um, you know, three years ago, the public line of the U.S. government was, we're not interested and we're not investigating. And now look where we are. Well, absolutely. Now, you had headed up the Ministry of Defense's UFO files for some time. And what's new out there? Are you picking up any more information? Well, a couple of interesting things. Uh, early last year, and, and I think we might have talked about this, and um, I, I think I said to you it, it had been revealed that the British Ministry of Defense were going to declassify and release some more files. And I think uh, we, we were going to chat about it, mm -hmm. and we were looking forward to it. And then, of course, COVID-19 hit, and then they said, well, you know, originally we'd planned to get this out in the first quarter of 2020. Then Freedom of Information Act requests were one of the first things that really got hit hard by, by COVID because, you know, understandably priorities were elsewhere. And then it was like, well, we'll try and get it done later in the year. And then it was, well, we'll try and get it done by the end of the year, and we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Is, is it ever going to come out? It will. It will have to. But um, I don't think there's going to be a smoking gun. But obviously everything that we have is useful. I mean, you can never have too much data in this subject. And, uh, you know, it might come out this week. It might be next week. It might be next month. But it, it will come. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.